Welcome to Living Word Ministries with director and Bible teacher, Debbie Blank. Each week, Debbie examines current events through the lens of end times Bible prophecies. Please visit our website for information and past programs at livingwordministry.org. Now let's open our Bibles to focus on truths from God's Word with Debbie Blank. Most of us are familiar with the number 666 because we know that as the mark of the beast that's mentioned in the Bible, which is going to be used to control people in their buying and selling in the end times before Jesus returns. This is just one of the many technological things that have to happen, or at least are mentioned in the Bible to happen, before Jesus returns. Today, Jackie Sailors and I are excited again to host Jan Weil, who's done a lot of research on AIs. She's an excellent Bible teacher and a partner at Living Word Ministries. We're so glad that you're here with us again today, Jan. Thank you, Debbie. And Jackie, welcome. Great to be here again. We're just here listening to Jan because she has so much good information that she has put together. We've talked about this technology before, but Jan's going to come at it from a little different perspective. So, Jan, let's begin by reviewing some of the biblical prophecies that deal with this advancement in technology that is required biblically before Jesus returns. We need to start with a couple of key points that we want to focus on and then verify where those points match scripture. So the three key points I want to bring out is, number one, there will be a one world government with the Antichrist ruling over the entire world for 42 months, which is three and a half years. Second, There will be an image of the Antichrist which can speak and which everyone must worship. And then third, no one will be able to buy or sell except those with the mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And I'll add a fourth one to Jan, and that is that everyone in the world is going to be able to look on the dead bodies of the two witnesses from Revelation, which means we have to have technology for that. Absolutely. So let's make sure we understand what Scripture says about each of these key points. And then let's look at where technology is today in terms of implementing and rolling out these abilities. So number one, there will be a one world government with the Antichrist ruling over the entire world for 42 months. We see that in Revelation 13, verses 5 through 7, which says, There was given to him, the Antichrist, a mouth speaking arrogant words and blasphemies and authority to act for 42 months was given to him. It was also given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them and authority over every tribe, people and tongue and nation was given to him. That's the whole earth. So in the second half of the seven year tribulation, the period after this current church age, the Antichrist will be given authority for three and a half years, 42 months. Revelation 31 describes this Antichrist as the beast coming up out of the sea. And that authority, his one world government, will rule over the entire earth, every tribe, people, tongue, and nation. And we talked about that last week. So if you missed that program, you can go to our website at livingwordministry.org, click on the Bible Prophecy Radio Shows, and listen to last week's show on the one world government with Jan, giving us her wisdom on it. And then second... There will be an image of the Antichrist which can speak and which everyone must worship. That's also in Revelation 13. As we look at verses 14 and 15, And he, that's the false prophet, deceives those who dwell in the earth because of the signs which it was given him to perform in the presence of the beast, telling those who dwell in the earth to make an image to the beast 
And it was given him to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. So the one deceiving those who dwell on the earth and causing everyone to worship this image is known as the false prophet. And then third, no one will be able to buy or sell except those with the mark on their right hand or forehead. Again, we see that in Revelation 13, verses 16 and 17. And he, the false prophet, causes all the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one that has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. That's the one we're most familiar with, is the mark of the beast, because people talk about that. And that was never possible to have one universal system that could be used to control buying and selling until 1974, with the introduction of the universal barcode. Once that was introduced, we've been able to improve on it to the point that we have many items of technology that can control people's purchasing, including digital currency. So then the questions we want to ask is, how close are we to this technology framework, which could build an image that can speak and control who can buy and sell? If we're getting that close today, then how far away is that one world government? So first, regarding building an image that can speak. Do you know that that capability already exists today? Advancements in AI, artificial intelligence, now make that possible. So there's even an AI app called Deep Fakes. Have you heard of this? Mm -hmm. Yes. So Deep Fakes is basically Photoshop for videos instead of images. Deep Fakes use AI deep learning technology to create fake videos that appear completely real. Deep fake technology can be rather dangerous if it's used for the wrong hands. They could create fake videos of events, speeches, presidential candidates. There's a video available on YouTube of actor Morgan Freeman, and you see the video and you see his face, you hear his voice, you see his mouth moving, but he's actually saying, this is not really me. You are not really seeing me, Morgan Freeman. There's also one of Barack Obama. And it's their face, their mouth speaking, their voice, but it's not them. They're fake videos. I've seen some of those, and I think you can go online if you haven't seen one. It would be very educational to click on one of those and see what they actually are like. And they're pretty good now, but they'll just be improved. They'll just be getting better and better. They're using that technology in Hollywood right now as they're taking dead actors and using their information with this deep fake to make films or to finish films if an actor dies. So videos could be created of world leaders or presidential candidates saying things which they actually didn't say. So you can see the danger behind this. AI deep learning technology combined with robotics could definitely be used to make an image of the beast which could speak and say exactly what they want it to say. The technology already exists today. Isn't that amazing? I hope we're not seeing it with our current politicians. <laughs> that yeah. could be a real concern. How would we know? You know, the robotics, that's an improvement from the holograms that they used to think it would just be a hologram. And some of those holograms are so impressive. But to go into the robotics and the AI together, and also I think it was Yuval Noah Harari that was talking about combining the biological and the AI so that people won't be entirely human. Transhumanism. Yeah. That's what we saw in Genesis chapter 6, 
when God destroyed the world by flood because of the great sin of mankind, where the sons of God went into the daughters of men. And God said that every intent of man's heart was only evil continually, so he destroyed the whole world, except Noah and his family. Have we come to that point? How close are we to having the technology to control who can buy and sell? A couple things have to happen before global control of buying and selling can be rolled out. First, physical currency, which can't be tracked, has to be banned. And that's in work. World leaders are pushing to move to CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. The G20, the world leading economies, announced last September that they agreed to build the infrastructure to implement digital currencies and digital IDs. Ironically, many Democrats and Republicans reported concern that the government could control how people spend their money and potentially turn off access to their bank accounts. And that's because digital currency can come with controls and expiration dates. For example, if our biometric data is flagged for buying too much gas in a month's time, we could be locked out from buying gas for the next couple of months. We could be prevented from buying foods that are deemed unhealthy. This all seems a little crazy, except for the fact that it matches exactly what the Bible says will happen during the tribulation period, doesn't it? It sure does, and it makes me wonder too, if they can control our digital currency on things like that, what can they do to people that they consider undesirables? People such as the January 6th people that they are targeting as radicals, as American terrorists, and they're blackballing and actually putting in jail for things when they haven't even done anything wrong. If they can do that, and then they can control our currency at the same time, they could block out everyone who's in opposition to the current leadership. We've already seen them use the IRS against people. That's been going on for a while. So if they can do that, what can they do with the CBDC? You know, you look at that and think that could be the beginning of the end. We can't let that happen. And yet, as you said, it's predicted in Bible prophecy. And it's supported by our government right now. And we see that communication in the form that we're using today, online, is being strictly regulated more and more. We've had to take some of our YouTube videos and put them simply as links on our website now because our videographer is concerned that YouTube's going to cancel us. And we're not radical. But the way a lot of this is happening is because, as we've said earlier, people don't really know that this is going on, and then suddenly it's here. So it's really important to know what you're saying, Jen. A lot of this also matches what China is already doing to control their citizens. I find it interesting that many globalists talk about what an excellent job China is doing towards the UN Sustainable Development Goals. But China has horrible pollution and is known for hideous crimes against humanity, yet China's being applauded because of the control they have over people? We've yep. been to China. We've seen that black smoke that rises because they're using coal. They're using wood-burning things. And the cities are infiltrated with smog. And yet we're going to replicate that? And they say that China's building a new coal power plant every other day. I mean, they're continuing to do that. So all that they're interested in in China is how well they control the people, not how well they're dealing with things like climate change. 
And, you know, when we work with China, as we've been doing with all of our goods and services, we give our control to them. If they at any point decide not to ship to us the items that we're buying or that we need, we're not going to have the goods and services we need because the United States does not produce them. So then second, before global control of buying and selling can be rolled out, they have to control the food supply in order to control buying and selling. So this means eliminating farms and gardens and replacing them with lab-grown meat and bugs, such as crickets and mealworms, which is already being produced for human consumption, which is just crazy to me. When we were in South Korea, they had markets outside that you could buy things. Probably every other vendor was live cockroaches and big bugs, things that you could buy and take home and cook. So there's a part of the world that's used to that. But then there's the Western part that isn't. Third part that has to be put in place is digital IDs and central bank digital currency. It have to be rolled out so there's a way to identify every person, every transaction, every place we go, and by what mode of transportation. To accomplish that, digital IDs, everyone's biometric data will need to be collected and stored. I would imagine all of us here have smartphones, and those smartphones have face recognition technology for us to log in. That means our biometric data has already been collected and stored. Well, and when it's stored, sometimes we'll be talking about things at home like some shoes or something like that, and all of a sudden an ad for that very item will appear on our telephones. Somebody's listening and somebody's using that information already at least to cause us to have an advertisement pop up. What else can they do? Exactly. So where are we in this technology framework of what is needed to control buying and selling? Well, almost 25% of U.S. states are introducing biometric digital ID. So the implementation of digital IDs has already begun in the United States. They're not being mandated at this point. They're being marketed as the next available technology for people. Right. They won't mandate it at first. It's going to be voluntary, and usually they give you perks. If you do this, then we'll provide you a discount on this or that. But then... After we get used to it, and after the majority are using it, then it'll become mandatory. Well, then it's going to be marketed as being more convenient. There's going to be so many good reasons to do it. So before the One World Government can be established, they need a technology framework to monitor and control travel, buying and selling, and communication, what we say. Have you noticed how free speech in the United States, it's no longer free. It's being attacked. We talked about social media Anything that you put on there that they deem as misinformation or against community standards is quickly deleted. Europe recently implemented the Digital Services Act. That was actually last August. And it's supposed to mainly target online ads, but it's also going to have provisions for combating disinformation. And you know what's classified as disinformation. Anything in the Bible is disinformation. Anything that's politically incorrect, according to the current administration, is unacceptable. Anything that's in opposition to the trends, the wokeism, the racism, anything that we're told is acceptable is right. And anything that doesn't go along with that agenda, the woke agenda, the world agenda, is not going to be acceptable. That means those of us who disagree with all of this development are going to be unacceptable. In what we say, we're not going to be able to communicate. 
You look at X right now, you look at Facebook, those social media platforms where they're blackballing so much of what is said. You consider the pandemic, which really was the foundation for a lot of this control because they found out that they could control us under the guise of fear. And when they did that, then they could control what doctors could say and what they couldn't say. They would even fire doctors for disagreeing with the leadership. All of that was the foundation for what we're going to see here with the monitoring and controlling of digital currency and digital information. And we've talked about on this program before fact checkers and how you need to fact check the fact checkers because it's a propaganda tool is what it is. And so they can say they're checking the facts, but they're checking the facts the way they want you to believe them and not the way it really is in truth. That's exactly right, Jackie. As a matter of fact, Google just released new fact check tools in August with the goal of helping people fact check misinformation and disinformation. And that's not just going to be for internet search. That's also going to affect emails. The number of people that have Gmail, myself included, there's going to be checks on what you're sending out via email. So it's not just on the internet and social media. It's going to be our ways of communicating via email. More and more intrusive. That's very intrusive because that's your personal back and forth between people you know. Free speech is no longer free. Freedom in this country is no longer free. We're losing a lot of our freedoms. And with the digital currency, we'll lose the opportunity to do what we want to do. Now, what I want to do isn't wrong. There's nothing wrong with what I do, except that if they won't let me buy meat, that's something I want to buy. You look at people who do wrong things, who watch pornography or do things like that. Will they be regulated so they can't watch that? Probably not. They'll just regulate those of us who want to have our personal freedoms. And that will be something that we're not used to in this country because our country was founded on freedom of speech, a freedom of our actions, freedom of religion. When we have our speech taken away, we have our freedom of religion taken away too. There may come a time when we won't be able to be on the radio because we're not saying things that agree with the leadership. We're saying things that Jesus said that God says, that the Word says, and that's going to be blackballed. Therefore, I'm encouraging you, our listeners, make sure you have at least one Bible in your home so that you can have access to the truth. It may not be available in the near future on the airwaves. I would even say make sure you have multiple physical copies of the Bible. We have great apps, great Bible apps. You can get onto Bible Gateway. You can get onto these different online sources. But how long will that be accurate? When will that start being changed? You need good physical copies of the Bible in a good word-for-word translation like the New American Standard translation. I'm glad you said a good translation because they're coming out with bad translations. PETA has come out with at least the book of Genesis in their own translation that totally skews what God says about creation in the book of Genesis, but it matches up with their agenda. So we have to make sure that we stick with the original best copies of the Bible, not the newer versions. And I did hear somebody talk about how they would be able to now have a perfect rendition of the Bible, that they could put it all together and have a perfect translation. I thought, oh boy, what does that mean? I mean, it's going to be awful. Yuval Harari. Yes, I think that that is who said it, yeah. Mm -hmm. And who is he? He is not on the board of the World Economic Forum, so he's not really an official person, but he's kind of a a spokesman and an advisor. He's actually a historian, a professor of history. 
what he says seems to really have an effect on the players of the World Economic Forum. I think he's an advisor to Klaus Schwab. All of their online sources of who is on their board of directors, he's not listed anywhere. Interesting. Yes. Because he he holds a lot of sway. I I agree with you. One more issue that we should address concerning AI. AI is being advertised as a superhuman intelligence that can do many things. For instance, some are suggesting that AI can be used to rewrite the Bible, answer faith questions, and write sermons that are better and more accurate. But when we understand what AI is at a most basic level, we quickly see that that's just completely crazy. Even at its most complex level, AI still needs human beings to provide the data along with the instructions of how to process that data. So when we think about something like chat with Jesus, the chat bot of giving answers from a database, we need to ask the question, who's providing those answers? What does that person believe? Is that person an atheist? There's no telling what information is being given. So the statement by Huval Harari, rewrite the Bible so it's actually correct, is just crazy because the chat GPT chatbot is created with human-like conversation and dialogue, but it's being programmed. So who's programming it? There's certainly a lot of helpful things that AI can do, but we have to understand the source and that it can be used for nefarious purposes. And you thought Noah Harari is an atheist. Yes, yes he is. So I sure wouldn't want him rewriting the Bible. The level of control we're seeing is really going along the lines of China. China, we know, controls their people with ESG, with Economic Social Governance System, which rewards people who comply and punishes those who don't. Now we already see companies in the U.S. who are being told to meet ESG scores and DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion metrics. And if the companies are being told that, that's going to trickle down to all of us that deal with these companies. To help accelerate this plan for one world government, Food sources would have to be tightly controlled. Could that be why we've seen several food processing plant fires? Bill Gates buying up U.S. farmland and not farming it. The obsession to get rid of cows because they produce too much CO2 emissions, which we know is absolutely not true. Do you realize how many foods are made from dairy? Secondly, to accelerate the one world government rollout, population has to be reduced. Could that be why our government is pro-abortion, pro-LGBT, pro-assisted suicides, and against FDA-approved drugs, which could help reduce deaths and pandemics? Look at how many people we've lost in this country since abortion became legal. And now it may not be legal, it has been overturned, but on the other hand, we have chemical drugs that will cause chemical abortions that are free because our government is providing them free to anyone who wants them. We have euthanasia. We saw what happened with COVID, with the killing of our elderly, rather than taking care of them as we needed our country to do. We're not surprised because if we have less population in the world, then we will have less problems with our environment, they say. However, nothing's really being done in China or India to reduce the populations there. I know that China went down to a one child per family requirement, but uh, some people say that's changing now because they're becoming so low in their population that they're not reproducing enough to keep their population up. We're going to see this continue as they 
devalue the life of people. And that's what it's about. When you take God out of the equation, you have no respect for human life. The goal of depopulation definitely plays a role in all of this that we're seeing. It's, it's why all of these things are being pushed. Some, it's interesting to me, they want to deny it's happening. Conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory. But it's hard to say it's conspiracy theory when we see all these things. When we list them out and look at it, it's evident of how it matches the Bible and that the Bible, when we see Bible prophecy coming to life, some just don't want to think about it, though. Have you encountered people that say, you know, I'm just going to, all of this will happen when it happens. Jesus will return when he returns. But we know that 25% of the Bible is Bible prophecy. And when we see all of these things that are happening, perfectly tracking within times Bible prophecy, we know that the rest of the things that the Bible predicts is also going to happen. You say perfectly tracking, Jan, and that's exactly right. There is not one Bible prophecy that's ever been made that didn't turn out exactly as God said it would happen. That means that these future prophecies that we're reading are yet to happen because history proves they've never happened before, and we're seeing them happen in our lifetimes. That's why we have such an interest in Bible prophecy and making it known to you, our listeners, because we know it's going to happen. God said it would, and we're seeing it happen right before our eyes. You know, there's also the group of people that are amazed to be the generation seeing these things and understanding why Jesus said to keep watch. And that's what we want to be. Revelation 1.3 says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near. When we take the time to study the Bible and the books of prophecy, Revelation, Daniel, First and Second Thessalonians, we're blessed because God removes the blinders and opens our eyes to what's going on around us and how it matches Scripture. Suddenly we have a new ability to view current events through the lens of Bible prophecy and understand what's happening and why it's happening and how it matches Scripture. Then as we look around with this new understanding, we feel blessed and energized to go share the gospel with others and help them understand how the words of prophecy are just absolutely jumping off the pages of the Bible, literally happening all around us. We want others to understand what Scripture means in Luke 21, 28. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. I hope as we've talked about these things that we are encouraging you to get Bibles and read and hear and heed the words of prophecy. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to learn what God says? Are you going to get to know Jesus so that you can walk with him, understand him, actually be excited to see these things happen, knowing that that means he's coming soon? You see, if we listen to the world powers, they're going to bring fear into our hearts and our lives. And that is the opposite of the faith that God wants us to have in Jesus Christ. So I'm encouraging you, turn your hearts over to Jesus today. Whether it's a first-time commitment of surrendering to Jesus Christ or whether it's a recommitment because you want to walk better, stronger with Jesus than you have. Either way, it's important to turn to him today because he's coming soon. We don't know the day or the hour, but we know by the signs of the times that he could come at any moment for the rapture of the church. And we want you to be ready. So be practical. Buy a Bible. Ask God to give you wisdom and guidance as you read it. Turn to him in prayer. 
ask him to change your life. Get involved in a Bible-believing church and join us at one of Jan's or my Bible studies that we have on our website at livingwordministry.org. I guarantee you, you'll learn the Bible and you'll learn the truth in those classes. The key is draw near to Jesus. Now's a good time to make the resolution to read through the scripture this year, as well as to get involved in a Bible-believing church. Thank you for joining us today on Living Word Ministries with Debbie Blank. This is a listener-supported show. If you'd like to support this program or contact Debbie Blank, you may do so at P.O. Box 540-003, Omaha, Nebraska, 68154, or visit our website at livingwordministry.org. Please tune in each week at this same time for Living Word Ministries with Debbie Blank.